on today's episode of yours mentally we have with us jaini nandu who's a qualified sports and exercise psychologist she has completed her studies from one of the best universities in london uh, whose name i don't know how to pronounce so i'll leave it in the uh, description you can check that out uh, we're so happy to have you jaini so let's get right into the episode so in today's episode where we talk about sports psychology uh, jaini my first question to you is how do pre shot routines or triggers before hitting a shot help okay uh, so hi aman uh so basically a pre shot uh, routine or a pre performance routine is basically a consistent procedure or technique or an exercise that you that an athlete uses to prepare himself or herself for the competition or the shot so you may have also seen virat kohli spinning his bat six times before he bats or michael phelps listening to music before he dives so all this is a part of pre performance routine and it helps you and it gives you consistency so not all competitions um every environment is going to be same right so to get bring some consistency some certainty something that you can do every time which is same every time uh then it also helps you to attain focus or attention it takes your mind off all the distractions it also helps you to prepare and set your pace for the shot so take golf for example so golfers use pre shot routines to actually improve their concentration by directing their focus to aspects that help them carry an effective shot so uh, and also stops them from dwelling on all the negative or irre- irrelevant thoughts or distractions that actually hamper their performance so is there any mental or physical technique athletes use to get into the flow state or known as the zone yes definitely they uh, so every athlete needs to be at their optimal uh, level right in the optimal flow state to perform so there are multiple techniques that they use like there are various and pre performance routine is one of them so that routine could be anything uh, it it may include any breathing exercise it may include visualization uh, uh, imagining your past performance success past successful performance or something that you have planned for the competition so imagining your strategy how you're going to do it the skill that you want to perform it may include listening to music or practicing mindfulness that is staying in the present moment so when you are go- when you want to get into flow states you have to make sure that you pay attention to two things one is your body that is the movements so if you feel that your body is very stiff or you are uh, experiencing any muscle stiffness so you probably do some release activities which is like uh, releasing your muscles before get to get into flow states or your thoughts if you are if you are getting a lot of uh, recurrent negative thoughts you try to change those reg- negative thoughts to positive so all these things you have to pay attention to when you want to get into flow states uh, and you can use various triggers to actually get into flow states it could be environmental triggers so you could use any visual cue or an audio cue to get into um, uh, the flow state or some social cues so if it's a team game if it's a team sport then you may have some team action some team slogan something that you do with the something that the entire team participates in it could be something really creative so thinking about your challenges in a different way approaching to them with a different perspective or any psychological trigger which i like already mentioned you can use breathing exercises or muscle relaxation techniques so basically there are multiple things that you can actually use to get into flow state you have to uh, see for yourself what is it that works for you because uh, something that may work for an x athlete may not work for a y athlete so that's when a sports psychologist helps an athlete discover what is comfortable and how they can get into the flow state 
for focusing on what you had said about uh, listening to pre-K music. Do you prefer the athlete listening to the same kind of music or the same genre or you know the same playlist before every game or uh, you know any athlete can athletes can can listen to anything they feel like you know irrespective of the genre irrespective of the how much they've heard it in the past uh, yeah definitely it matters so actually it all depends on individual to individuals suppose at least some player gets very anxious before and gets very hyper before an exam uh, sorry and uh, a game so probably a very soothing music for them might work and some athletes might require require some psych up before the game so they want to feel very charged up very motivated so they can use some peppy music some motivation some high beat music at that point so and also with the consistency like if the same music should you listen to the same song every time that completely depends so we do uh, prefer some kind of consistency or some kind of um, uh what do you call it a, a route to basically for it to really work if it's the same song every if you listen to the same song every time you're basically you uh, conditioning your mind right okay, okay now i have i've listened to this song so now i know what i have to do so the mind knows uh, you must have heard of classical conditioning right it's a very yeah, yeah it's a very <clears throat> famous theory in uh, psychology so basically we are trying to condition our mind which is why we use something which is similar all the time so that's why even we use a routine because when you know it's a when you have a specific uh, routine your brain is trained that you know after doing this activity i know what i have to do so you get into that zone you don't distract yourself afterwards but that completely depends from athlete to athlete if some athletes prefer any some different kind of music every time so we go with the flow that way as well right okay <clears throat> so okay. jenny how effective are subliminal messages binaural beats and isochronic tones okay yeah so this kind of therapy is actually an emerging form form of sound wave therapy so basically what you do in this is you take different you basically use different frequency tone for your right ear and your left ear to create a single tone in your head definitely this therapy is used in psychology and now it's also been used with um, athletes and sports players and it is proven to be effective as well so it actually helps to promote various specific mental states so it can help in variety of reasons it, uh, it helps in attention so optimizing your attention it helps in promoting healthy sleep so a lot of athletes have a problem of sleep right at night so they use this kind of uh, music or tones to get uh, to get better sleep uh, it helps in alleviating stress and anxiety in fact it also helps in uh, pain management so it helps in your uh, changing your perception towards pain uh, in your memory so when when you have to when it comes to skill acquisition your memory and cognition is equally important right so it helps in that it helps in meditation uh, we do a lot of uh, different kinds of meditation with athletes so this kind of music or tones are definitely helpful at that time but uh, you need to keep few things in mind when you actually using this so keep the volume reasonable we all know that loud music is harmful so even with uh, these kind of therapy or tones that when you are using the noise the volume should be quite under control and uh, if you have any kind of epilepsy issues so you might not want to use this because it may cause seizures so you might want to uh, first consult a physician before using something like this and uh, also be aware of when when you are using this so 
do not try to use it before a competition because uh, these musics are uh, you need a lot of alertness and concentration before a com competition right and these kind of music is basically for cooling you down and on for that so you can probably use this when you want you when you're cooling when you're doing your cool down or at night or when you're when you're when it's your rest or recovery period right <clears throat> Okay. Yeah. So according to me, yeah. mental strength uh, while playing a sport is not actually the absence of fear, but the presence of fear, but the ability to actually overcome it with resilience and mental strength. So fear is something that you cannot take away, right? Like uh, it's natural human nature to get afraid of something or to feel anxious and it's not all that bad. Certain level of anxiety or certain level of uh, uh, fear is also optimum, right? It pushes an athlete to work harder. So players who actually have the strong mental abilities to realize that sport is going to be challenging, but they should have that strong sense of personal worth and unconditional positive regard to actually overcome that fear. So that's what a mental strength is, according to me. And this is something that can be trained as well. So it's not necessarily that you are born with this kind of ability. You can definitely get trained. You can definitely take help from a sports psychologist to get mentally stronger. Right. <clears throat> so, Jaini, how much is a slump in an athlete's performance related to a mental aspect and how can he overcome it? Okay. So, actually, multiple factors play a role when it, when, a, when, you're, when an athlete is experiencing a performance slump. So, basically, it could be related to their nutrition, to their skills, some hydration issues or some fitness, fitness issues. Definitely, psychological factors are also one of them. And unfortunately, they are observed most of the times. Like, uh, you must, um, the most common is uh, choking under pressure. So, that is underperforming due to competition pressure. So this is actually seen most of the time or the common reason why people are experiencing a performance slump. So basically what happens is when there's a poor performance, it actually leads to negative self-talk, which may actually lead to some self-doubt or selective distortion, which leads to a diminished self-confidence, which may then lead to negative beliefs and some core negative beliefs about future performance, which actually disrupts your concentration. So when your concentration is disrupted, you try to put in more efforts, you try harder, which may not always uh, lead to good performance. You may actually end up again in some poor performance or failure. So basically, this is a vicious cycle that happens when there is one bad performance or if there's one self-negative self-talk. So to actually get out of the performance slump, you make changes at these various levels. So changes need to be made at your the negative self-talk so you need to change that to positive which will you need to change your self-doubt to confidence then uh, negative beliefs you need to get rid of your irrational beliefs form new uh, rational beliefs so you can start at any point like you know anywhere from the cycle but definitely everything needs to be changed so if you feel for an athlete or uh, self changing the self-talk is easier in the start so you start with changing the self-talk then you go into self-doubt and more deeper underlying uh, irrational beliefs or if you feel that you know this athlete is quite well aware about their irrational beliefs and you can change that so you start with that and then you you know change other part of this cycle so to get out of performance uh, slump 
there are various ways you can so basically you it's completely individual and tailor made it is completely up to the uh, athlete how they are comfortable with uh, what is going to be more effective for them so uh, on that basis only we decide where you want to make changes first right so uh, can i ask a follow up to this question yes mm-hmm. so uh, what i've noticed often in golf is that you know when you have play, you've played multiple rounds you know in a row and on mm-hmm. one hole you notice there's water on the left and since the past 3 days you've been hitting into the same water mm-hmm. and on the fourth day it becomes almost a mental block that you know there's water to the left and then you're going to you're not going to be able to swing as efficiently as you generally swing and you're you know you're you're going to hit into the water again or you know you're going to hit another bad shot way off yes yes so does uh, yeah so does changing the physical stimuli like you know changing the club or changing the place where you address the ball on so if you're teeing off from the right part of the tee box to the you know you then on the last day you come to the left ball left part does that help you know get mentally to not get affected by it as much so um definitely you can do that but that's not always the case right sometimes you don't have that option as well so if you have that option definitely you do discuss it with your uh, with the golf um, paddler right i'm so sorry what is it? what are they called uh the people who hold the bag or yeah the yeah the people who hold the bag oh caddies 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 yeah paddlers i said i don't know what yeah <laughs> yeah so definitely yeah uh it does help you can do that but you know not not always that's an option right you do evaluate where you can hit and uh, where you can't but that's not something that you can uh, it's not always the option so in such cases it's definitely the mental block needs to be changed and the physical stimuli so changing the place where you're going to hit is not always going to be an option for a golfer and they can't even rely on that option right so if something like so if you can't uh, decide before a match or before a game so you know if something like this happens i'll do this but what if that's not an option available to them at that particular point so they do have to deal with the mental block so which is where we help them how to change that mental block so because of their past experience uh he scared or what is it happening because is that taking their self belief that whether they'll be able to do it or not so we do come we do help them to change that mental block i hope okay. i answered your question so yeah definitely So moving on to the next question is there any mental exercise for budding, budding athletes that they can do on a regular basis irrespective of what of the sport so you know whether it's basketball golf baseball etc yeah. to to make them mentally stronger you know on a daily basis yeah so one thing actually not only athletes but even uh, general population can like you use this it's not a technique but it's basically a like something that i personally follow is control the controllable so by this i mean it's focus your energy and attention only on those things that are in your control so a lot of times you may have seen athletes or even general population worrying about the outcome so probably an athlete worrying about will i win the match what will happen if i lose so that's something you don't know and that's something you cannot control or athletes fussing about oh weather is not good today so my performance won't be good or you know i uh, my com- or your or your opponent oh i got this particular opponent so i won't be able to win so all of these things are not in your control so you you should not even 
you know you should not focus your energy on those things instead focus your energy on something that you can control so your preparations your training you can control that whatever routine you are doing you can control what your warm up is uh, how your warm up is going to be that is something that you can control what you are going to eat what you are going to drink all of that is in your control right so you should focus your energy on those things so even for a student a lot of times you must have seen a student getting anxious for the exam uh how much marks will i get will i pass what will be my results so instead of focusing on all of those things and feeling really anxious about it so why don't you focus on uh, your energy on preparing for the exam or revising studying for the exam something that you know is in your control so you know how much efforts you can put you know how many hours you can study so when you do that you definitely feel prepared as well so when you feel prepared you are usually more confident even for uh, someone who wants a good job so you cannot control when you are going to get a good job what is going to be your salary or whether you are going to get uh, whether you are going to ace this particular uh, interview or not but you can definitely focus on upskilling yourself right you can focus on developing skills learning new skills for your job so that you can get a better job right so just keep this particular thing it's kind of a mantra i call it that i go with it control the controllables in every situation you can always evaluate what is in your control and what is not in your control evaluate and just focus on what is in your control definitely it will it is going to help you i am confident about it that it will definitely help you if you try and focus only on things that are in your control yeah so as you were saying this uh, you know uh, what have uh, recent you know Okay, can I ask another question? It's yeah, not yeah, written yeah, before, but so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so you know, right. mental strength is. I've seen whenever whenever I read about it or I see videos of your podcast. Yeah. You know, majorly they're divided into two segments. You know, one part is you know, one part are like people like Tim Grover, that you know that say that you need to be relentless. You you need willpower, and you know, you need to you need to do the dirty work. Like you need to. i mean not not literally no no i got but, it got uh, it <laughs> yeah so you know you need to do all you need to get you know, be in in dark places and you, you need to persist through it you need you don't need to like the grind you need to you know just persist through it because you want you like the result yeah. and there's another segment mm-hmm. like you know joseph murphy or mm-hmm. joe dispenza uh, you know and you know they say that you don't really need to use will power as much you need to use Uh, you need to use imagination like you know the your, the power of your subconscious mind yeah. as that as that book so uh, where do you think mental strength is accumulative of both or do you lean on one particular side of the spectrum no a lot of actually you know a lot of people are th- like think that you know the mental strength is the first uh, scenario that you explain but it is it doesn't have to be that way you don't have to yeah. really or you know push yourself to that limit that you actually experience burnout and then you you know it actually takes or takes a toll on your health your physical health your mental health and you end up in a place where uh, there's a lot of psychological work then needs to be done you know if you actually the second way i prefer the second scenario wherein from the start only if you actually uh, take you know correct help and do proper mental strengthening mental use proper mental exercises you can actually trick your mind to uh uh trick your mind to go beyond your abilities you know to perform beyond your abilities it doesn't have to be that you don't have to physically exert yourself always or you know mentally exert yourself always to 
get the best you can trick your mind and i do feel the second scenario i personally feel the second scenario is what i believe in and what i try to preach so yeah yeah i think this is a quite an informative episode i mean always new things to learn you know um so thank, thank you, you aman and thank you jagrit for this and... wonderful <coughs> podcast thank you ma'am don't call me ma'am i'm jaini i'm just so young <laughs> in fact even aman i was going to tell you you message me ma'am i'm like don't don't call me ma'am <laughs> Uh, to everyone who's reached earlier, thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.